This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. That is for Bitcoin, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022 this week in Bitcoin. Today is November the 4th. 2021 strong hand long-term thinking bitcoin is the next bitcoin i'm offended by selling don't fomo on alts even if it's miami coin and you're with don johnson miami vice you're you're traveling around my oh miami's glorious we're going to talk about that all right you guys got the conviction you're here you stuck around all these years and you've seen some all-time highs we're one day closer to an all-time high but i'm bringing you the best freaking guests in the space they don't need to talk about the freaking price we're not going to talk about the freaking price i'm tired of hearing about the freaking price cedric is making his debut on the show today welcome cedric youngleman i hope i didn't uh, garble your last name too much he did a great interview I was on his show. Oh, my God. It was freaking legendary. And we'll be talking about some of those things today. These other two dudes, they've been on the show before. Nico and Heavily Armed Clown. And they, they were at the Bitcoin uh, 2021 uh, conference. And Nico got on stage. And, I mean, he talked about toxicity. And Eric Voorhees didn't like him. And we're going to talk. We're going to have a flashback. And we're because we're trying to promote Bitcoin 2022. The uh, It's linked to below. Use the Adam10 discount code. We're super spreading the news about that. But man, Nico was super spreading the freaking Bitcoin toxicity and it got under the skin of some Voorhees. That, who knows what's going to happen if you like that kind of stuff. And I don't really even care. I don't really like conflicts that much. But some people like that kind of conflict stuff. You don't know what you're going to 2022, who knows when freaking Miami is going to burn. And we're going to talk about Miami, right? Well, why don't we just start with Nico right now, who's, uh, you know, he's down south somewhere in Florida. Whatever. And, uh, Dude, we're gonna we're gonna start on a happy note because there's there's news this week that the Fed is going to taper and do all this ridiculous stuff. I don't think it matters at all. But I, I want to stick start in Normie land and talk about Bitcoin game theory with some of these politicians who are trying to maybe gain an upper hand on, on one another. And the mayor of Miami, he's very open to Bitcoin. He's very open to having like normal events where people are like you know, there's going to be 30,000 freaking people next year at the Bitcoin 2022, April 6th to 9th, God willing, pound that like button. So tell us about Bitcoin game theory in terms of these mayors competing against each other and your take on that, Nico. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, Adam, thank you so much for having on. Your show is awesome. Always have a great time. Uh, second of all, man, listen, um, it's funny because the longer you've been down the rabbit hole, you know, the longer you're in Bitcoin, you, you know, these things were coming. Right. Because it's it's just baked into the protocol. Right. It's just it's just man. Bitcoin has the best incentives. They're irresistible incentives. And what you're seeing is is you're seeing that play out. But not only on a city on a city basis, you're also seeing this on a nation state basis as well. Right. But I, I find it absolutely hilarious. And a great example of that recently is the mayor of Miami goes, hey, you know, uh, I'm gonna accept my payment in Bitcoin. Before that, it was uh, it was uh, that that quarterback. I forget his name. Super, super. Like he has four million followers on Twitter. He's like, I'm gonna accept my pay. I'm gonna accept my paycheck in Bitcoin. You have Russell Kung saying the same thing. Now it's migrated to mayors, right? You have the mayor of Cool Valley saying, anyone move, anyone move here. I'm gonna give them a thousand dollars of free Bitcoin. The the recently elected mayor of New York got jealous because he saw Francis Suarez and he's like. We don't want everybody fleeing to Miami. Come back to New York. I'm gonna I'm gonna get accepted 
uh, I'm going to get my paycheck uh, uh, in Bitcoin, right? So that whole game theory is just, it's fascinating to play out. Us Bitcoiners, I know, Adam, you've been doing this for, for years, man. You're a legend in your own right. We've been saying this is going to happen because it's just so baked into Bitcoin, but it's absolutely beautiful to see this play out. You're seeing this play out everywhere, all around the world, in the Ukraine and El Salvador. Man, it, this is a paradigm shift. And the paradigm shift is a paradigm shift towards freedom, bro. So I've never been so bullish. I've never been so happy. We're incredibly blessed to live through something like this. Pound that like button for bringing some positivity when you're talking about the state a little bit there. There was some statism, not that you support statism, but these statists, Eric Adams in New York, he's trying, he's pulling the, the, the Bitcoin card out of his tuchless uh, to, I guess, impress the... Uh, some of the uh, Manhattanites that he's got, you know, to, you know, convince them he's not a socialist or, or anything like that. But socialists can like Bitcoin, so that that's another that's another cool thing. Um, I, I'd say this: um, yes, we are of course one day closer to to a governor accepting his paycheck in, in Bitcoin. Some governor going Bitcoin wild. Okay, um, it is baked into the cake. Something that's going on under the radar in terms of a uh, government. Uh, I mean, the, the, this pension funding, the firefighters of pension fund in Houston uh, is, is buying Bitcoin. And I actually think it's, I, I think it's bigger than uh, Eric Adams in New York uh, yeah. because I don't trust Eric Adams whatsoever. And uh, but but, um, you know, these even these statist organizations, they have to get into Bitcoin. OK, this is good. We knew it would happen. They can't destroy Bitcoin. They're, they're playing the game, too. OK, but some of them out of the other side of their mouth are ripping on it and saying it's, you know, for rich people and everything. Like that. So uh, heavily armed cloud. What's your take on the uh, should we get excited about these uh, status monsters uh, uh, getting in the big and, and, and Suarez is a OK, dude, he's, he's better than Eric Adams, obviously, but uh, heavily armed cloud, your take. You know, I think at the end of the day, we tend to forget that all these politicians with all of their legalese and their positions of power and their government paychecks are just individuals. And individuals are going to do what individuals are going to do, which is typically act in accordance with their incentives. Um, these are just dominoes, baby. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, you know, the, the cool thing about Bitcoin uh, is that we don't have to reach saturation for bitcoin to succeed bitcoin is succeeding one individual at a time um as it proliferates throughout the world and and more and more people realize the benefits of bitcoin you know totally exclusive of their their politics uh whichever direction they may lean on the political spectrum who they may support what they may want to try to accomplish um, bitcoin is sort of independent in all of that independent of all of that and you know another 10 minutes go by and we get another block uh and and that's a really dependable thing and, and there's not a lot of dependability in this world right now you know as as our institutions are crumbling before our eyes uh and and regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum you know you're watching a lot of chaos unfold as these institutions crumble but bitcoin is something that people can look to and depend on and i think that that's important and i think um you know little moves like this like mayors saying oh, hey we're turning this into a bitcoin city like those are those are really good things regardless of the fact that i may not necessarily agree with anything that that person stands for or does uh the game theory plays itself out all righty cedric your turn but i muted you by accident so unmute yourself uh can you can you do that 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. Good. Your dog. Your dog is barking. He's getting excited. <laughs> hey, I got a COVID puppy. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your What's your take on that? Before we get really in, guys, we're going to get into that right after Cedric gives his take on this. We're getting into this nastiness of the Fed and everything, if it really matters. So, uh, Eric Adams, all these dudes. Yeah, man. Well, first, thank you for having me, Adam. This is so dope and an honor and a pleasure. Uh, see you guys. Chat with you guys. I, I agree with everything everyone said. I, I do think they're just following their own incentives. Uh, I think they're using Bitcoin to get dollars. They're campaigning. They want publicity. They want to bring jobs to the city. Um, you know, but they still have to use the word Bitcoin and say the word Bitcoin to get those dollars. Uh, you know, them putting their paycheck into Bitcoin or something like that is, is, is a cool thing to say. It's not a lot of dollars. That's why what's happening in, in Houston with the pension fund is more important. It is more material. Uh, but all of this is, is good for Bitcoin. It, it gets the word out. You know, I think in Normyland, I think the, the news with Aaron Rodgers was a little bit more interesting. Uh, you know, he's, you know, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He was giving out, what, a million dollars in Bitcoin this week through Cash App. I got like 10 bucks. You know, I think that was like really cool news for me to share with like friends and family here who are just not interested in Bitcoin because it's just another touch point. And I thought it was really interesting how right after that he got suspended. Uh, he can't play in the game. They're kind of dragging him in the news. It's very interesting, that sort of that one-two punch. So, you know, at the end of the day, these all drops in the bucket. Everything is good for Bitcoin. Uh, I think these are blips. We won't even remember these things three, four, five weeks from now, probably. Uh, but, you know, they're, you know, they're all interesting along the way. It's kind of interesting that, you know, none of them are doing the things we'd expect to see, uh, you know, sort of like in the markets. So it's just very interesting what's going on. But... Yeah, I, I'm down to kind of kick it back and, and take it up a notch and talk about what the Fed is doing. All right. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's clearly more of a free thinker than most of those guys in the NFL uh, because he, well, he, the, we could talk about why he was suspended. He he didn't take a certain uh, shot. And now they're shaving him. They're shaving him. Oh, dude. He, unique beast. Good job, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Good good job for, for getting into Bitcoin and, uh, you know, doing Doing what you got to do. Okay, so the Fed has done something. What they've done, they, they're gonna. They're, they say they're gonna stop. They're gonna. The, the, the tapering is gonna start. Um, and a lot of people in the well, in the overall finance uh, space, think, well, this is uh, that's not good for Bitcoin, or it is good for. You know, I, I don't think my point is, does Bitcoin even care what the Fed freaking does anymore? I mean, or did it ever? And should anyone care what the Fed? I mean, the Fed is all talk. I mean, they might say they're they're not spending as much, but then they start spending on some uh, social justice program or something like that. So, I mean, you never know. Uh, I mean, they, they, their uh, their mandate has expanded so much. It's it's not just uh, to have two percent inflation or whatever. It's like to cure social ills now. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll stick with you, Cedric. Here, what was the news with the Fed this week? Does did it even matter? Does it matter? Yeah, I'm hearing that they're going to taper their spending or their printing. Uh, taper is a very fuzzy and vague word. So uh, right there, uh, this is just more, you know, loose and fast talk for the masses and to sort of assuage concerns. Uh, you know, these are, uh, I mean, warning signs are everywhere. Uh, everywhere I go, I'm noticing, you know, kind of big price changes, especially at food places or restaurants and I'm not getting the things that I want to order and not everything's on the menu. So I think they're trying to calm as much calming as they can. They've talked about this being temporary. At the same time, I was at the restaurant, you know, at the sort of local burger place today and i was noticing that the prices went up finally a lot 
And on the TV, it said, you know, CNN, it said Powell said that inflation will probably last to the end of 2022. So, you know, you could see them moving the goalposts every few weeks or every few months. Uh, I think this is just more messaging and communication. Uh, nothing more. Uh, I don't believe anything they really say around the, the programs and lack of spending or spending less. Now, with all that in mind, so we're in, we're in an inflationary world. There's no doubt about it. I call it happyflation because the media and, and the Fed try to paint it as a positive and people shouldn't worry and, and the people are just buying it up. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, we're talking about game theory before. There's a, The overall game theory is uh, that all the people will see how bad uh, the, the, the dollar is and they will choose the better money and the world will be great and Bitcoin and the dollar will go away and Bitcoin will become the world reserve currency. Um, I, I don't see it that way. I've made that pretty clear through the years. And I see, you know, people see this inflationary world that we're entering as something that the people will not take. They will they will put their foot down and there will be rebellion. And I, my view of the inflationary world is it will look kind of similar to what we've been living in. Just people blindly following the government, statism growing, no one questioning the party line. And a few 20 percenters, the 20 percenters getting into Bitcoin, living a better life and the 80 percenters being even more envious and calling upon the government mm -hmm. to steal from the rich even more. So, Cedric, what's your take on that? Um, you, you know, in, in terms of uh, what does an inflationary world look like? Oh, an inflationary world is brutal. Uh, it's a red queen's race. Uh, you can't keep up with your expenses. You can't keep up with the things you need to provide your family. Um, and but, but, it, but, okay, wait, that's a definition of it. But what will it look like in real life? Will the people really care? They don't seem to care now. Oh, they will care when they can't pay for things. You know, right now, like there was another story on CNN today. And I was, I try to never look at the news. But uh, you said to me, we're going to talk about the news. So I, I did some research today. And CNN was talking about inflation and about this family who's been hit really hard and they can't you know milk's gone up a dollar a gallon and they use 12 gallons uh, of milk a week and now they can't get them all and everyone kind of like dragged them and made fun of them on twitter including like it kind of looked like cnn but the story wasn't about how it's really the increase in healthcare and the increase in education and the increase in all their other expenses that is the reason they can't get all the milk they want or need it's not because of the rising price of the milk it's everything else that's kind of destroying their budget uh and there's a tipping point uh, to all of this on a macro level for nations, to how much debt they, you know, accrue to individuals and families. And I think we're already seeing it. I mean, we're seeing more homeless than ever. We're seeing more suicide and overdoses than ever. Uh, we see a complete misallocation of resources. Uh, and that can only persist for so long. Uh, I do think it's gradually then suddenly with, with all these things, including inflation. Uh, there's certain numbers like Preston Push put up uh, he was talking about how, like, when money dies in, in Germany, when it, was, when it hit 100,000 marks for an ounce of gold, that's when things really went out of control. Then it was like 400,000. Then it was like a million, you know, and it kept going. The numbers didn't mean anything. Well, what, what happens when, like, Bitcoin's $100,000, you know, for one Bitcoin? You know, these numbers get funny. They start to run away from you. Um, you start to just add zeros, and it doesn't matter to some extent. So... There could be a melt up. People are going to think they're getting rich in the next year or two. You know, my everyone's going to say my house went up 30%. I'm, I'm, I'm wealthier. My stocks went up 32%. But that's just you're keeping up with money printing. That's all you're doing. You're staying even at best. Um, but that will sort of blind them 
through this and they'll let the, the, the they'll boil in the pot a little longer. But I, I do think instead of like the world changing of say the next 10 years, like in the world changing a hundred years in the next 10 years, I think we're two years in and I think we're looking at a five year, the world's going to change a hundred years in five years, uh, this go around. Well, so it, we're getting close to suddenly, I don't, I don't know when, but. I'll say this. I think the I think the world is changing faster in terms of technology and because of technology, uh, people are living more comfortably and mm. partially because of technology and living in the freaking metaverse, they won't mm. notice this stuff. You you say they're going to say if they if the if Rachel Maddow, if he comes on the news, he's a handsome man, that Rachel Maddow, if he comes on the news and tells them that, um, you know, you're richer, they'll believe him. They'll believe Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. They'll believe. I mean, they'll believe anything that the tube tells them. So I, I, I think some people might start to notice it. And they'll just say, government, fix this. And the government will send out checks. Maybe there'll be a new disaster again. A real, quote unquote, disaster again. And I, 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 I don't know. I, I, think the, I think the governments of the world will be able to pull it off. They will make people more government dependent. And the charade will continue. Yeah. The money printing will continue. I, I really, and yeah, and yes, Bitcoin, we will not be forced to be in their world. We will be great in the Bitcoin overlay. So heavily armed clown, what's your take on all this? Can, can they pull it off? Will the normies ever wake up? What is an inflate? And does what, what the Fed even does, does it really matter to, to us anymore? There's a lot on your plate there, so take it. Yeah, that, there, there's a lot to, to work with there. Um, I guess I'll start with the Fed. So, so that what, what the Fed is basically talking about doing right now is reducing the amount of um, purchases that they're making. Uh, on a monthly basis, which is how the the Fed controls the yield curve, right? So they do this to suppress the interest rates of the debt uh, on the market, right? So by buying debt, they're basically pushing down the yield on that debt by buying it on the open market. And if they start to taper that, what that does is that raises the yield on the debt. And even though they're still targeting, <clears throat> like say, what a quarter percent discount rate or whatever it is. It changes the valuations of things across society because investors use discounted cash flows in the discount rate and yield on interest, uh, yield on debt to determine valuation models for everything that goes for equity. So like a single one percentage point move in the, um, in the forward yield curve moves equities down by like 25%. So like a, a lot of, the the laymen don't really have a good grasp on how much debt and the debt markets and the feds manipulation of the debt markets affects like all of society but if you look at it on a broad basis we're more leveraged than we've ever been in the history of humanity right i mean the governments are all broke it, it huge portions of their gdp go to just servicing this debt that already exists on a yearly basis these governments they don't produce anything right i i laugh when uh powell says that the fed is doing what is even though they're tapering they're going to continue doing all of the things in their power to support the economy well, the fed doesn't support the economy because the fed doesn't produce anything the fed just prints money right and that doesn't support the economy because the economy is supported by entrepreneurs that produce goods and services um but I think like on, on a broad basis here, because we're so leveraged and because governments of the world like debt to GDP is as high, if not higher than it's been since World War II, um, we, we don't live in Jay Powell's happy little world where they can 
he can pretend like he's Paul Volcker and they can taper off and raise interest rates and curb this inflation in the butt. If anything, they're going to have to start to accelerate this, right? Because look at the news and they're telling you like, oh, well, what's causing all of this inflation? Uh, it's the labor shortages. It's the supply chain. The supply chain is broken. They sound like a mechanic that's trying to rip you off at the at the auto mechanic shop. They're like, they're like popping up your hood. They're like, oh, yeah, it looks like you're going to need a new supply chain. We'll get that fixed for you. We've actually got a couple in the back. It'll be like $3,500, but don't worry. We'll get you out of here before the afternoon. Uh, and you're just kind of like, well, I've never heard of a supply chain. You're, you're calling your dad. And you're like, dad, what, have you ever heard of a supply chain? Like, I don't know. It's, they're telling me I need a new supply chain. It's it's par for the course, right? I mean, this is what happens when money dies. Um, you watch society descend into madness because prices are what give us truth about uh, objective reality, right? Which is about what we consume versus what we produce and where we fall in that hierarchy. Um, but like I said earlier, like I don't think we don't need all the normies to wake up, right? We're, we're going for that 33% of people that are willing, that are at the very least like, over the last two years have been looking at everything and just kind of going like, none of this makes sense. Like what the hell is going on? Like they keep print, they printed all this money and now they're telling me that inflation is being caused by labor shortages. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, well, yeah, it's because people don't want to work because you've completely destroyed the incentive to work. Right. I mean, um, it, it's a mess. And, and I, I think you're right. Like Bitcoin will shepherd us. Those of us that have already sort of entered the arc through, but, um, I, I do have faith that um, maybe not the majority of people will wake up to reality, but enough of the minority will wake up to reality. And it's the movers and shakers of society that really move the needle in things. And I think that we're reaching that uh, critical mass of, of awakening, so to speak. The elite. Hello, my elite friends. Yes, if you're watching this show, you're freaking elite. You're freaking awake like he described and you won't fall for this normie freaking nonsense here. And, you know, clown, you said the government on Twitter and follow all three of these guys. They're linked to below right now. Follow them all on Twitter. The government makes you forcibly give up 30 to 40 percent of your income just for the right to work. But forcing you to get a vaccine was the step too far. Now, I, I know what you're, you're, you're <laughs> indeed it, it does involve bodily autonomy there. So, um I can see why people would kind of shoot back at you and say, well, it's, it's my body at this point. But man, all the people, had, did, when this country was founded, I mean, if you would have told the people, yeah, that eventually they're going to have to pay a 30 to 40% ta income tax. I mean, I mean, they would say, what the heck are you even talking about? So the, the, the normies, the, the masses of people should have put their foot down a long time long time ago before it ever got to lockdowns when it was still in the freaking financial realm we could have put our, our, feet, our feet down but no there are plenty of people that love to steal from the, the rich or steal from the productive it's, it's it's the way of the world today it is it is in everybody's so-called morality uh to be envious and to think it's right to take away from people you know uh what they earned so uh yeah, the, these people who believe in this type of thing, uh, in, in, a, in a country, in a world where no one put their foot down for so long, uh, of course, most people are not going to complain about inflation. But there are people that are that did put their foot down uh, with Bitcoin through the last uh, 11 or 12 years or whatever, however long it's been. So Bitcoin is a way uh, of protesting against this. And some people have done done Bitcoin for, you know, bought Bitcoin for that reason, to, to finally, you know, take a, a, a slap the government back for everything it's done. The nation state has become the church 
and statism the religion says nico and uh yeah that, that's i i believe that wholeheartedly for the 80 percenters out there um they will listen to it's it's their religion now uh the the, the state whatever uh the, the guy on the tv tells them is the truth is the world word of their saviors and if you don't follow it you should you, you need to be destroyed and thus uh again people some of them really might even suffer i mean the, the suffering servant suffering servant for the government you know cedric you said that people will some people will start to notice it and, su and suffer uh, i think some of them will be so ingrained in the religion of the state that they won't complain you know well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the suffering servant here so nico a, a lot has been put on the plate here can can they pull it off it is the fed a joke are the people sheep and will will bitcoin become the world reserve currency Absolutely. So look, um, I really recommend everybody to read this book, uh, The Sovereign Individual. Um, it's It's been so goddamn accurate in predicting essentially the series of events. And, um, you know, it describes the, the Western liberal democracies that benefit from the fiat money printing, the European Union, the United States. And it calls those governments, well, uh, essentially nation state uh, welfare states, right? Because there's a huge portion of the population in those countries that, you know, rely on the government for payment and all that good stuff. So those are going to be the NPCs that are going to take the blue pill and refuse to take the red pill because they don't want to work. They're incentivized to essentially keep receiving that fake money. Now, in terms of the Fed, right, can they pull this off? They can pull it off because there's still enough normies asleep. There's still enough normies plugged into the fiat matrix. But right now, the Fed is in a very precarious situation. They're going to do a bait and switch. They're going to get rid of the fiat system. They're going to pivot to the central bank digital currency system. They're going to link a social credit system to that, a digital ID system to that. You know, that's what they want. That's what the the, the party of Davos, the World Economic Forum, that's what all the central banks, that, that's where they want to head, right? But there's uh, the remnant, right, which is what Svetsky calls it, the 30% that decided to take the orange pill, the red pill, took the red pill initially, then they took the orange pill. They saw the truth. And without a doubt in my mind, the, this is the beginning of a hyperinflation, right? So I'm not the only one saying that, right? Because that's a big, that's a big statement, right? You have Ron Paul. He calls it the crack up boom. He calls it the end of the fiat experiment as we know it. We have Max Kaiser saying the thing, same thing. We recently had Jack Dorsey to his millions of followers saying hyperinflation it's going to change everything and a reply on his tweet thread he also said it's coming to the u.s and the rest of the world soon why is this happening because the, there is no you know that that expression where you kick the can down the road the problem is that we've reached the end of the road because the fed's in a very precarious situation if they taper off you can't taper off a Ponzi, but if they taper off, they crash the U.S. economy, like heavily on clown, uh, you know, mentioned. And if they keep printing more inflation. Right. So you see all of these politicians. Right. You saw Biden uh, a couple days ago when, you know, he's touring in Europe. He he I, I know he doesn't believe this, but he had the audacity to say the inflation is caused by price gouging by private companies. That's insane, right? Uh, you 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 say you see them touting 
the infrastructure bill. It's going to cost zero dollars. These people have absolutely lost their minds, right? So that's kind of the direction we're heading in. But I wait, wait a second, wait a it's scapegoating and it's lying. Absolutely, and they're able to pull. They've been able to pull that off for, for years and years. I think they can. I think they can scapegoat and lie their way out of this with the normies. I, I believe. I, I I believe, and I also believe that Bitcoin is going to be in the crosshairs of this as well. They're going to blame it on everything and everything but themselves and the excess amount of money printing because. Essentially, how a lot of the politicians, specifically the politicians on the left, right, a, 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 a big way that they buy their vote, their votes are by these giant social programs that we cannot afford. We can't afford them. The money printer is what makes them viable. So a lot of these money, uh, a lot of these politicians, if they lose the power of the money printer, they lose power themselves. So they're going to fight tooth and nail to try to keep that alive. Now, going back to the game theory, which we kind of touched upon earlier, right? I'm super bullish on Wyoming. I'm super bullish on Texas. I'm super bullish on Florida because especially in Texas, a huge percentage of the GDP is now going to come from Bitcoin, from Bitcoin mining. So as we saw in the marijuana industry, how marijuana became legal in individual states before it became legal on a federal level, I suspect Bitcoin becoming legal tender on a state level before it becomes legal. I don't think it will ever become uh, legal tender on a federal level because the federal government has the most to lose right so in this monetary reset that we're about to experience and i really do i do agree with ron paul i do agree with max kaiser i do agree with jack dorsey there is going to be hyperinflation hopefully a large enough percentage of people right take the orange pill and decide to opt out of that madness while they switch to central bank digital currencies and bail themselves out what worries me, though, is that the same thing, kind of the similar thing happened back in, you know, the ninth or late 1920s, early 1930s. And FDR, essentially what he did was he made gold illegal. Right. And he offered, you know, everyone in America a shit coin called the dollar, you know, in return for that gold. And then he artificially made the price of gold go higher. So essentially he stole from his citizens, gave them a shit coin, and then he kept sound money. I suspect that anybody that has Bitcoin on exchanges is going to get fucked, right? And and, and oh, the yeah. only way that you protect yourself from this, if they do 6102 Bitcoin, is having self-custody of that said Bitcoin and using the power that comes with Bitcoin of sovereignty and being able to take your wealth with you. Pound that freaking like button. I'm going to say I, uh, the, I, I don't think there will be hyperinflation. Uh, you mentioned the, the Fed coin. Uh, I don't think there'll be hyperinflation in the United States dollar. I think it's in other countries there will be, of course. But um, the Fed coin gives them that option for negative interest rates, which is, I mean, that's a that's a big thing. That's that's a big card in their hands. And uh, the convenience of Fed coin, people, the normies, uh, will indeed love it. I do like what you have to say about the states going their own way in terms of money. Um, if, if a state made Bitcoin legal tender uh, against the wishes of the uh, federal government, that would be freaking awesome. I, I, I can see that happening. Uh, Cedric and Heavily Armed Clown, do you have any uh, comments? Uh, to what Nico said? Nico said a lot. 
Anything? Uh, I, I agree. I mean, largely, I agree. Because I think that the central banks of the world who have gotten very comfortable with their ability to manipulate the economies of the world um, are running out of levers to pull. And I think like, just based on what I said earlier, like I don't expect that the Fed is good. Like, so here's a good example, right? The Bank of England uh, actually had to walk back their attempt to raise rates uh, just yesterday because they tried to do it. The markets reacted and they were like, actually, no, 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 wait, we're just kidding. Like we're not gonna raise rates. Um, I don't believe with, with the current constraints of, of, because they've expanded credit so much, especially in the last two years, like I don't, I don't see how you can't taper a Ponzi, right? That's what Max Kaiser says. So really the only way forward for a lot of these people or for these governments all over the world is to continue to print money. Um, and you know, with, with, with the supply chain problems, quote unquote, which are all caused by money printing, right. And with the labor shortages, which are all caused by money printing and with the lockdowns, which are actually being caused by money printing, in my opinion, um, we're just going to have more and more and more inflation. And I, I do actually agree with Nico. Like I, I think hyperinflation is a, is a very likely outcome in this scenario. Um, and it's scary. And like, people should be aware that it's definitely a very real possibility. All right, Cedric, are we going to have hyperinflation of the United States dollar? Eventually, yeah, for sure. Uh, how long it takes, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, uh, if, if it does happen, you don't want to be caught, caught in that, that wasp nest. You, you want to be in the Bitcoin overlay. Uh, so you want to protect yourself in either case. So I, I think it's kind of uh, for the individual, you, you just kind of want to protect yourself at, at the macro level. Can this go on for a long time? Sure. Um, they have a lot of levers to pull. They have a lot like levers, not even around money printing and monetary policy, but just around communication and messaging and corralling. Um, so, you know, uh, but I, I think by 2030, 2035, I think we'll have a lot of answers to these questions for sure. Uh, I'm just concerned it's going to be a lot sooner uh, and faster. All right. We're, we're entering the golden age here, baby. Who knows what type of inflation we're going to have during the golden age. But whatever you believe in, hyperinflation, big inflation, sort of inflation, just get your insurance now. I mean, I started getting my insurance back in 2013, baby. Bitcoin. And it's, it's, it's been very, very good to me. All right. I want to thank Opsec Classified. He sent uh, five bucks. You guys, if you guys got questions for the panel, send a super chat or type in uh, Bitcoin Meister. And I, I do want to remind everybody uh, – you know, check out the links below. We had a show yesterday. Uh, there was a show on Monday, a show last Friday, and uh, really awesome guests that have been coming on. I bring you the, the best freaking guests in the space. And I want to, in a second, thank the guys who've been supporting the show. I mean, uh, um, we, we've gotten some great contributions lately. I'm going to mention them in a second. But there is, there's news I want to, uh, breaking news, should I say. Uh, there's some people in, in Bitcoin that are worried about the uh, Build Back Better stimulus. Whatever this stupid bill is called, this wasteful pork barrel of a nonsense, you know, nightmare that they can't even agree on. Um, the crypto provision is supposedly going to get thrown in there again. Um, and it doesn't look that good. But I do want to say that the crypto provisions don't go into effect until 2024 uh, for fiscal year 2023 uh, reporting. We can try to get them repealed or amended before then. So I do want to say this, um, something that these, this ludicrous spending bill has uh, done, it's, uh, it's, it's organized certain Bitcoiners on a, on a political bent 
to fight back and to campaign and uh, to uh, and, and, and show these government goons that this is a this is a, a big constituency and uh, they can play the game also. Now I I hate the game. I hate the, the political game of of bargaining and trying. And, I mean it, it's fascism. Pick us over them. Favor. Don't penalize us. Penalize them. It's it's disgusting. Um, and so, but it, it's out there. At the same time, these dudes, nothing is set in stone. So if something looks bad in this bill, but it's not going to go into effect till 2024, I mean, I personally am not wasting my time worrying about it, okay? So uh, I don't know if any of you guys have anything to say about the, uh, uh, pr- the, the pr- you know, what they might toss into this bill and how it might affect Bitcoin in the future and if we should worry. Uh, uh- so yes. um okay so a couple things first of all coin center completely dropped the ball okay um so i, I I'll, I'll tell what i can but uh bitcoiners in very powerful places we are in the process of developing a bitcoin lobbying arm in dc um it's extremely well funded it's backed by companies that you all know Specifically, though, it is a Bitcoin only lobbying effort, unlike Coin Center, that's a shitcoin and Bitcoin uh, lobbying effort. So, that I want to say that. Second, is um, in terms of this infrastructure bill, this tells me that they're, that they're scared, they're very worried. Okay. And one of the things in the infrastructure bill that, that's absolutely terrifying, we do have a couple, we have, we have a couple years, is essentially you're a felon. If I, if let's say um, I, I send you a Bitcoin transaction over ten thousand dollars to Adam, um, under the current wording, I, over ten thousand, I would have to report to the IRS Adam's address, Adam's social security number, uh, the reason as to why I sent that to Adam. Right. So again, what they're trying to do is that they're trying to make right. They're trying to make Bitcoin. Um, a branch of the current financial system, right? So uh, it's it's very scary stuff. This was snuck in in the last second, not by an elected official. It was snuck in the last second by the treasury because they do see Bitcoin as a threat. Now, is that enforceable? It's not enforceable, but what it does is it gives the government a very big stick to go after Bitcoiners and to make an example out of them, right? So again, I'm highly disappointed in Coin Center. That was their only goddamn job. But uh, the good news is I can't say more right now, but if you guys want to know more, I suggest following someone called David Zell on Twitter, and he's kind of the head of that. And, uh, you know, he'll be able to tell you more information when the time is right. It's time that Bitcoiners take this into their own hands and they really have a lobbying arm in D.C. So this type of BS does not happen because at the end of the day, Bitcoin wins. Right. But like like it was mentioned in the book, The Sovereign Individual, what doesn't worry me is Bitcoin winning or not. I'm not worried about that. But what worries me is the transition period. That scares the crap out of me because the powers that be like an animal pressed into a corner, they're going to fight tooth and nail to keep the power of the money printer. So it's going to be a crazy couple of years. And then you have hyperinflation maybe coming as well. 
Holy cow. But anyways, I'm just happy that I'm in the trenches with all you guys fighting this good fight. Rob, a Bitcoin lobbying group. That's what I was trying to say beforehand. You know, five years ago, you tell me there was a Bitcoin lobbying group. It would be a joke. And now, I mean, it's it's a powerful constituency. And uh, I wish it didn't have to be this way. I, it's just it's so disgusting. Uh, the, the government I, I, heavily armed clown was, was saying uh, before that uh, the money printing causes this. The money printing causes that. I mean, you can really take it up a level. It's government interference that causes all the things that he was saying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, government. So, uh, first of all, I, I do want—I want to thank again uh, Johnny Midas and Johnny NY and Rave Elevator uh, and Scott in Europe. Check your freaking PayPal messages. But uh, yeah, heavily armed clown. Your 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 take uh, is it as dire as Nico says? This should we worry about this bill? So I have a bit of a different look at this than a lot of people right now. Uh, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm missing something and, and I probably am. But I feel like a lot of the concern that has been heaped onto this, the importance of this infrastructure bill and how it's like a pants on fire situation is coming from shit coiners who are afraid that their centralized bag is going to get shut down um, or, or rendered useless by the federal government. And that probably will happen. Like, just let's be honest, like it's going to happen at some point. Um, all the unregistered securities are going to be shut down. Like all of your altcoin bags are going to become worthless. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm not that concerned about that for you. Now, on the other side of that, like I will be willing to admit that regulators, the regulators in the United States, the regulators all across the world, they are central planners. Right. And central planners are not good at managing new technologies. They're not good at managing resources. They're not good at creating prosperity within a society. In fact, they do the opposite. They hinder that because mm -hmm. it's private property rights, which are the foundation of liberty and prosperity that make people, um, you know, prosperous. So. Do I think it's a big deal that you may we may be moving towards a world where the government's going to want to say hey you can't transact on bitcoin unless you know you you meet these requirements if it's over ten thousand dollars you have to provide it you have to basically kyc the counterparty um yeah no that's a big deal for like people who live in the united states and that's a really uh encumbering situation like for for the constituency that would benefit from being able to just fully interact with bitcoin as the open peer-to-peer -peer monetary network that it is that's going to inhibit them right but at the end of the day, this is what central planners do, right? They they come in and they they mess everything up. Um, and I'm not as concerned about like the impact of this bill as a lot of other people seem to be, just because like it doesn't surprise me that this is happening, and I've kind of expected that this would probably happen because we already have these types of money transmitter kyc know your customer bank secrecy act types of legislations in the current legacy system and it's really unsurprising to me but because of the fact that bitcoin is an open monetary network and it's peer-to-peer -peer, uh like nico said it's it's totally unenforceable and and all central planning is to, is at the end of the day totally unenforceable because individuals are going to act individually uh and, and you can't take that out of people so you know i don't know I'm, I'm watching from a distance but i'm i'm largely uninterested i would say because i think it's uh it, it may have some negative impacts on our ability to use bitcoin if we live in the united states um but i think that the days of central planning are are numbered i i, I like what you had to say there um and i will believe it when i see it okay because we have been talking throughout this whole show uh, about inflation coming and maybe people's uh, uh standard of living possibly going down 
And if you try to wreck the freaking most glorious golden age, new industry, creating all these new jobs and innovation, you're going to take away people's jobs. You're, and I, there are some senators and congressmen that realize that this, I mean, they're quite outspoken who will draw a line in the sand somewhere. And I think their line in the sand will come before this to, to allow this to happen because they, they you know, they, 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 they don't want a rebellion from the people, you know, and to, to let this industry thrive or partially thrive, at least uh, they can claim credit for it. You know, just like Suarez and, and, and what's his face, Eric Adams in New York, they can say they were part of it. Oh, look, we created all these jobs. I mean, create, creating jobs is a bigger, uh, a bigger play with the voters than like, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I tax this guy. I mean, I, I think, uh, and uh, I'll say this about uh, the, 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 the altcoin aspect of it that you brought up. Yes, these set, there are so many targets out there for the government to get on instead of Bitcoin. Uh, the, uh, they are shields for Bitcoin. Now, I don't want to see these things destroyed. I'm not a destroyer of things, but there are some just big right targets, I think. And, and so you have a point that some of these, some of the uh, anger over this might be coming from people that have centralized entities that they know that they know the government can shut down and can shut down quite easily. And so this is the first step they see it and they're, they're rightfully trying to protect their own butts on this. So, um, I, I for those of you who hate altcoins and, and hate ICOs and all that stuff, they are shields for Bitcoin. Think, think of them that way in, in terms of what heavily armed the clown was saying. So Cedric, is this something you, uh, you care about, uh, the, the proposed, uh, whatever's thrown into this bill, whatever. Nonsense. Yeah, I mean, none of them read it. None of them actually read the bill. Some like intern. Mm -hmm. wrote <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, long term, I, I think that the implications of this are terrible uh, on one hand. On the other, it just, you know, leads to stronger hands. I mean, I wouldn't need to sell or move my Bitcoin. I would just continue to spend the shit coin and the Fed coin or whatever else I, I need to to get my goods and services. Um, I think what it does really, though, is it leads to self-censorship. Uh, people say, oh, I don't want to get involved in that thing. And it does scare people away, regardless of, uh, to Clown's point, whether they can actually do anything about this or have any real, you know, jurisdiction here. Um, I don't really try to get involved in the minutia. I'm not going to put a lot of energy into uh, campaigning or, or being an activist for this cause. I think that it is a just a, a, a I see it as a positive sign that this wouldn't come into effect for quite a few years. And so really before it come into effect, I would think economic power would really matter more than the, this political piece of paper because there'll be more people in government that own Bitcoin from Senator Cynthia Loomis to Suarez to Eric Adams, and, and they'll, be, they'll have a vested interest. Uh, so I just really would be more concerned about the messaging and how they're making Bitcoin into a bad thing or relating it to like things like terrorism or just this, these bad connotations. And I, I think that has a terrible effect on people. And I, I think they're going to blame a lot of inflation on Bitcoin and, and try to make Bitcoiners the bad people. And, uh, oh, look at them with their, their easy money, uh, the early adopters and how much money they have now. And, and we all know that like any OGs who still have that original Bitcoin is, is rare. Uh, and, and even going forward, you know, they're going to trade their Bitcoin for goods and services. But, um, yeah, I, I worry about the messaging of that. Uh, I do think there's, to Nico's point, there are really smart and dedicated people, Bitcoiners, that are, 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 are campaigning and activating and getting things together. And I think that is 
I hate to say it as a Bitcoiner, but it is going to be important. Uh, I hope to not have to, or not maybe I will get involved, but like I'd hope then it'd be more inspiring or or more rewarding to do civic service uh, to see Bitcoin be more freedom and hope for people and and get our country on, on back on the right path. So. Uh, go, going back to Nico, you said David Zell is, is he the guy who works at Bitcoin Magazine? Uh, okay, so I'll drop I'll drop some hints. Um, well, no, he, you, you, you said follow David Zell. We don't need to say if he's is is. I just want to give I'm giving a no. Link. I, I, I could I could say this much. So so yes, it is that he is he works at Bitcoin Magazine and he is going to be in charge of the the effort the Bitcoin effort. He's an amazing dude, highly educated, experienced in politics, and uh, you know he he's he's going to make sure that this type of you know ambush from the treasury won't happen in the future and i'm just very very glad that we're getting away from coin center because they just they had one job one job and they just dropped the ball um and and to go back a little bit to cedric's point if you don't mind adam oh please um so listen um and you said this, Adam, as well, right, is that specifically in the political left, okay, Bitcoin's apolitical, let me say that first, but specifically on the political left, they've really gone, you know, uh, got accustomed to the benefits of wealth distribution. Bitcoin drops a wrench in that, right? It says it's much harder to redistribute wealth when you're not in the legacy financial system in which they can't freeze, right? So what I suspect is going to start happening, right? And and they they mentioned this in the book in the Sovereign Individual, and you already see uh, Katie the Russian, you know, she's offering this is that the Bitcoiners that have the means are just going to opt out of the United States because they're just not going to want to deal with that certain stuff and the benefits of living in the United States. Are no are gonna no longer outweigh for the tax burden, right? So think about it. it. You could pick up your wealth, leave, go to a country, renounce your U.S. citizenship, and go to a country. For example, Portugal. Portugal has zero zero uh, percent capital gains tax on Bitcoin, right? So that's what you're gonna see if these people, if these people that that are used to the benefits of wealth distribution, they start cracking down too hard, they implement a wealth tax, you're going to see a bunch of Bitcoiners leave the United States and take their Bitcoin with them, which actually hurts the United States, right? So it, it sorry, Adam, go ahead. No, 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 I, I, think, I think that could happen. I see it being cut, cut off even before that. Some states refuse to enforce the wealth tax. They I agree. Sanctuary states. Texas or Florida becomes a sanctuary state. And they, it, it's much easier uh, to, to move to a sanctuary state than to renounce your United States citizenship mm. and move to Portugal where they might have a lockdown or something like that. You know, because there are some give and takes in, in, in you know, going to some yeah. of these countries that are supposedly economic free. We've learned over the last two years they're not too free in some other ways. So I, I, re, I believe that you know, we have sanctuary cities in the United States that don't enforce any immigration law. Why not have sanctuary states that don't enforce insane tax laws? I, I think I think that's coming before what you, what you described. And, I, I and, 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 and that's exactly what's gonna happen. Like, for example, I live in Florida. I, the pandemic hasn't existed for eight months. 
And then the rest of the country, it's still doing lockdowns. Everyone's free. And a recent stat that just came out, right, is that Florida has the least COVID infection rate without the lockdowns, without the mandates, right? But they, they don't care because it's never been about stopping this imaginary virus, okay? I mean, I'm not saying it's imaginary. It's a real virus. But what I'm trying to say is that the government used this emergency to justify more power for themselves, right? So I, I, I'll, I'll go back to what I was saying originally. I, I strongly believe that Texas, Wyoming, Florida are going to do exactly what Adam is saying. And if they start passing these tyrannical tax laws, they're just going to say, you know, without having to curse. <laughs> and I don't think and I don't think they're going to secede. I think they're going to form a loose coalition oh. of, you know, doing the same thing. I don't think it has to come this, this session. And I, all, I, I think the mere threat of becoming a sanctuary state will end some of this nonsense. You know, they're, 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 and if I mean, if it's around an election and uh, the, the sanctuary state governor is running for president and everyone sees that, you know, everyone's behind him, then the, the on the federal level, they won't pass it because you know they, they won't want him to become president. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of give and take here. A lot of politics involved, and so it's David Zell. I have linked to him below, so everyone can can follow him and check him out. Uh, speaking of Bitcoin Magazine, uh, he he works there. That's cool. And Bitcoin Magazine puts on the 2022 uh, Bitcoin 2022 event that, of course, I will be at. That you use the Adam 10 discount code or use the link to below to get your tickets right now. You, you get your tickets right now. To, to go there uh, in April 6th to the 9th, and there's going to be 30,000 people, all four days, different stuff, music, all this craziness. At Bitcoin 2021, Nico, you you talked about toxicity, basically, and uh, you brought the toxicity to the stage, and Eric Voorhees didn't like it very much. Can, can you talk about uh, the, the need, for you, what you think, it, what, what happened there, uh, what you think is going to happen, at, are you going to be at Bitcoin 2022 in your hometown? And uh, it's toxicity and necessity. So there's a lot right there. Okay. So, uh, okay. So let me break down a couple things. Um, I'm absolutely going to be at 20, uh, Bitcoin 2022. Use Adam's link. Get 10% off your tickets. Definitely go. But um, we're trying, you know, I'll tell you guys this. We're trying to do a collab between uh, the meme lords and Simply Bitcoin, which is my YouTube show. We're going to do, we're going to try to do a live meme review. Uh, memes are in a huge important part of Bitcoin culture. So we want to incorporate that. We're in the process of that. Nothing confirmed, but I could tell you that. Uh, in terms of what I said, listen, um, we're fighting an information war. Okay. It's not like a kinetic war. It's not a war of bullets and, you know, uh, death and all that stuff. But see memes or, or, or see all the engagement that's happening on Twitter, the World Economic Forum, tweet something and you just see a bunch of Bitcoiners down in the comment section. Tweets are like bullets. Memes are like artillery. That's the war that we're fighting in. And in wars, you really have to hype people up and you have to get people motivated, willing to fight. So um, that morning, I really kind of just in my head, what can I say to you know, rally people up behind the cause. I think it was effective. Um, that was featured in the Financial Times saying that stupid stuff, that 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 line that I said. And look, it, it was very simple, right? If, if you're against Bitcoin toxicity, you're against Bitcoin. If you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom, right? And I said that for a reason, right? First of all, it's true. First of all, it, it, it roused people up, right? And again, 
it gets under the skin of all the fiat economists and it puts them on a back foot because how do you defend that how do you defend that how how do you co- like are how do you go against that are you against freedom are you are you do not want people to be free and the reason that it got under eric borgi's skin which i passed by the way when i was exiting the stage and he didn't have the nerve to say it on my face he had to say it in front of the crowd right um and the reason it gets under his skin is because he sells altcoins on his exchange so he needs to justify a reason as to selling these crap coins to people right and when when i say something like that it completely debunks his narrative now he tried to rebuttal me not in front of my face but on stage and the crowd just didn't have it and booed him off right so again dude like this is this is the whole point this is why memes are so effective this is why this type of rhetoric is so effective this is why the tweets are so effective because listen the majority of people might not be paying attention to all the tweets down in the thread of the world economic forum or all the tweets down below you know Klaus Schwab points but i guarantee you that a small fraction of those people are going to start asking questions they take the orange pill and that's more people in the side of freedom. Well, you 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 bring up uh getting into the paper there and uh you know, you, you definitely triggered uh the writer and those those writers that came from the national media they were triggered by everything, man. They, the whole thing they wanted they they couldn't believe people weren't wearing it was a super spreader event. They 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 they, they called it and that's why we're super spreading it for 2022 we're super spreading knowledge okay you're super spreading it through the memes i gotta say i mean uh, you gave a legitimate reason for an aggressive type of talk don't be on the defensive be on the offensive that that's your take that that that's your that's your right to to go in that direction i i do i just find it amazing how these uh mainstream media people just i mean they're never going to get it. I, I think. I mean, they, they they get their panties in a lot. I mean, it's like the pearl clutching that the, the reporting that came out of it. that said it was a. Uh, so I, I'm glad the, the toxicity that you contribute. I am not. I don't contribute toxicity. I'm not. But the toxicity that you contributed to trigger these uh, reporters. Uh, I got. I got. I got to laugh at that right now. You know, speaking of memes, what do you think about NFTs though? I mean, that, supposedly that's memes. That, that that that. I mean, it is. It's me. Do, do you have any? I mean, you just gave your thought on altcoins, but I mean, what? What do you think about this NFT thing? There's no doubt you've been hearing about it a lot. Nico. Yeah. So, uh, so there is this very famous ETH guy that was like, look, I printed out my Ethereum picture and I put it on my wall. And just to show how worthless NFTs are, I right clicked it. I put it on my wall and I did exactly that. Let me ask you something. Could you make a copy of, of a Bitcoin? No. Could you make a copy of a JPEG? Yeah. So what are you buying? What are you buying? I don't, I still don't know. I still well, don't know. I, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay for it, but these people that are living in the metaverse, they've been stuck in their houses for the, you know, two years. Of course, they, they locked themselves in their houses for two years. They, to them, they, they can brag and they, they can show it. And they can, uh, it's, it's, it's a meme also. You, if you gave them away for free, they, they could be meme spreaders. That's, that's why, that's why I brought uh, it up. They're just shitcoin waterfalls. They're just inside player games. That's all it is. That's the way that, that your guys just, take on it. Uh, I, I know, I know, I, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear everybody's uh, view on it. Uh, I, I want to stick back with Miami real quick with Heavily Armed Cloud. Were you, were you in the main room when Nico uh, 
was on stage. Did you remember all this happening? And, I don't think um, I was. Well, what what what's your take on, on toxicity? And are you going to be at the event? Are you going to be at the event next year? And I mean, I, I've had you on the show since then. You, you, I mean, you had we met at the event. Yeah. It was great to meet you at. And that's another thing, people. Again, use the Adama ten discount code below. You'll be able to meet these people from the internet. And guess what? We are the same in person as we are on the internet. I mean, you, you can. We, again, we met in person. We're. I think you can agree that I'm the same dude. You're the same dude. That that's right. Pretty calm dude and everything. And I'm of course going crazy in real life. But uh, will you be there next year? And what's your take on toxicity? I, I love it, Adam. I love your energy. Uh, I, I just got to be me, you know. It's, uh, but I I won't go to 2022 unless they invite me to speak again. Uh, that was the only reason, like full disclosure, that was the only reason I went to 2021 was because they invited me to speak. So if they invited me to speak again, if Bitcoin Meg hit me up, I'll happily come speak again, but I probably won't pay to go. Uh, just personal preference. Um, and, you know, lots of people want to pay to go, like more power to you, like go have fun. It's actually, it is a great time. I had a, I had an awesome, it was an awesome experience, right? Um, but no, I, I wasn't there, unfortunately whenever Nico gave his talk, there was a lot going on that weekend, man. That was a busy weekend. Um, met a lot of people, had a lot of fun and I was actually speaking on a different stage. So maybe I was even over there during that point in time. Um, but, uh, as far as man, you're, you'll get me started on NFTs and toxicity and you won't get me to shut up for the next hour and a half. So, um, you know, look, the thing for me, I, I value truth, right? I value truth above everything else. I don't care about anybody else's bottom line. I don't care about playing nice to get along. I, I don't care about status. I don't care about um, really it, to me, it's all, it's all vanity, right? It's all chasing after the wind. So at the end of the day, like I'm going to say what I think is true. And if people think that that's toxic, um, then I'm going to double down, right? Unless they're willing to present me with a logical reason as to why what I'm saying is incorrect. And if it's because it hurts their profit margins, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Woo. That's hardcore. And so Bitcoin Magazine, you should bring him back to speak. He's a good speaker. He's good. He brings, he's, he's a unique beast in person and everything like that. Um, and, but there will be plenty of unique beasts to speak. Andrew Yang is going to be there. Speaking of, uh, you know, what we're talking about, you know, political guys getting into this uh, to benefit themselves. I think he, he sort of believes in it. He probably he believes in it more than Eric Adams does, uh, I believe. Uh, game uh, game theory there for uh, some some Eric Yang and 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 people like Yang yeah he's he's got a cult following so that should be interesting so maybe some Yangers uh, Yang Gangers will just come and they'll become Bitcoiners because of it. Uh, Tra Travis Diest is a uh, linear Trav. He just sent five bucks. He says, "What's up? What up, Bitcoin Bros? Thank you for the five bucks, dude. Thank you, everybody. All right, Cedric, your take on toxicity NFTs and will you make uh will you come to the event? Miami yeah. in April 6th to 9th. So yeah, Linear Trav, he's dope. Thank you for the five bucks for Adam. Uh, I was at Bitcoin 2021. I did meet Heavily Armed Clown there. Uh, that was awesome. I saw him speak with Ben Prentice. They really brought the heat. Uh, I think the toxicity is is super important. Um, it really, I, I could point to Clown's Twitter handle. And well, you know, I, when I think of toxicity in the Bitcoin world, I think it's well-intentioned. It's just truth. You're just sharing truth, and it might not be truth that people always want to hear or reckon with. And when, you know, uh, Clown was laying truth bombs on Twitter, I had to reckon with those things, and I had to wrestle with those thoughts. And, and if I couldn't, you know, sort of uh, counter it or come up with a logic that sort of superseded it, 
then I, I kind of had to change maybe my perspective or worldview. And I, that was just incredibly important in my journey to go up against people and their ideas and, and not to get into it about anything but our ideas and have them throw their best ideas at me. Uh, it's an incredible, valuable experience. Um, I, I go into Bitcoin 2022. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, really an incredible experience meeting people in real life. Everyone is the way they are uh, in this format. And it was just really special. Um, it's going to be like, what, three, four times the size. So, and it's a great time to go to Miami uh, and visit it. So. Dude, I didn't know you yet then. So I didn't meet you. We didn't have our interview until uh, July. Uh, but yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you there. And I'll get to meet you in person probably for the first time. If I, Maybe I'll meet you beforehand. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there, everybody watching this show. It, it, it is great. And I really, I loved it. I was, uh, as I said before, and I was going to hug men. And I, it's not that I love to hug men, but just so many people weren't used to touching people for, for so long. But uh, no, Florida, I, I I was in Miami in January, February, March, and in, in, in June. Yeah, that's the freaking real world, okay? And Texas, I'm in Texas right now. This is the freaking real world. You people stuck in the freaking Northeast are living in this fantasy nightmare. Baltimore, which is the gutter of the uh, Northeast where I'm from originally, it, even there, they're scared. They shouldn't be scared of anything. I mean, well, after what you to live in Baltimore, you shouldn't be scared of something like that after what you have to put up on the, with, on the streets on a normal basis. It's unbelievable. The rats and the, I mean, they can live with the dirtiest, most disgusting of rats, but they're scared that they'll do whatever the mayor tells them to do because of something they can't see. All right. Um, so, but let's, uh, I, I want to remind everyone tomorrow I will be on uh, the uh, World Crypto Network and I will be on BTC Benny's show. Uh, World Crypto Network will be 4 p.m. Eastern and the BTC Benny will be uh, 6 p.m. So I'm going to be on two shows tomorrow. So check out them. Those are some freaking OGs. So now everybody here is going to leave their freaking comments, uh, their final thoughts, because it's time to get out of here. Uh, we'll start with Nico. What do you what do you have to say? Promote your show. T talk about anything you're doing, any news that was left out. Uh, man, look, guys, this is this is a historic moment. I think that what happens in this decade is going to define the next 50 years. Uh, hot, hodl, don't trade, stack as much as you can. Adam, it's an absolute honor to join you on your show, man. You're, you've been doing this for, bro, I don't know how long. So it's it's an absolute pleasure. Hoddle, where it, it, it's definitely going to get a lot scarier before it gets better. And yeah, man, uh, you guys could follow me on, on Twitter. Just search BitVault um, or Nico. I'll pop up and definitely subscribe to Simply Bitcoin. It's a daily Bitcoin show. We don't like to speculate, but we cover memes, news, fails by the, the altcoiners, all that good stuff. But thank you so much, Adam. Follow all three of these guys. Thank you for being on once again. You are you are a great, great guest. And yeah, I've been making these. Uh, my first show I made in uh, the November of the 2013 or December of 2013. I bought my first two Bitcoin in November of 2013. That is a legend, ladies and, and gentlemen. So, so, it's, so it's eight years. So little 10-year-old kids back then, they're 18 years old now, man. I mean, they, they, and hopefully they got some Bitcoin. And uh, unfortunately, they've had two years of their lives. In, all right, let's uh, let, let's not focus on the negative. Let's go to the, the positive here. Let's talk to uh, Cedric. Talk about your freaking awesome 
podcast and the awesome interview you did with me, man. That thing was beyond Bitcoin. I had so much fun. So, such a legendary show. It's on his channel. It's on my channel. It's on his podcast now. You all should, should stop watching this show right now and watch that classic. But also, tell, what are you up to see? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the show. This has been a truly a pleasure and it goes full circle for me in a lot of ways. I've been doing the Bitcoin Matrix podcast for a year. I've had all three of you on the show. Those are all dope episodes. Definitely, it's a philosophical podcast about Bitcoin and the future of money and its implications on society and culture and technology. And, you know, check it out for, you know, uh, conversations with a lot of your uh, favorite fresh and dope Bitcoiners. But, you know, with Adam, like, uh, I go back with you until with your show with uh, when you were in Vegas, I think with Tone and with American Hoddle and Trace Mayer. And that was a watershed moment for me with Bitcoin and learning about shit coins and watching a scam being like pulled right on us in our face. And it was live. And that was really uh, so this goes full circle for me. I think people should, you know, kind of have their eyes wide open, uh, stay laser focused out there, stack your stats, stay humble. Uh, I think a lot of change is coming our way. Be prepared. Um, and I just really appreciate being here with all of you guys. This has been really dope. Your debut was freaking glorious. Speaking about freaking Las Vegas and Tone Vegas, he's going to have the event there uh, on March 4th and 5th at the D Hotel. It wasn't, they didn't have one in 2021, but Uncopscatable is coming back in 2022. Uh, and I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. And that, that's, a, that's a freaking hardcore Bitcoiner event, as, uh, as Cedric points out. You, you never know what's going to happen or who's going to show up. Uh, uh, keep it in Vegas. No, we didn't forget keep it in Vegas. We broadcasted it all over the place and uh, it'll be a blast there again. Uh, March 4th and 5th. Tone's got to start promoting it soon. I think tickets go on sale on December 1st. So uh, we will leave it with Heavily Armed Clown. Uh, what's new with you, man? What, uh, any any big news? Anything you got to promote? Any news you just want to talk about? Uh, uh, so real quick, like Adam, it's always a pleasure. Like I, I love coming on. Your show is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Uh, and I've been on Seds Pod. I've been on Nico's Pod. So uh, everybody should go follow those guys. Uh, they, they do awesome work. Um, and as far as me, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nobody, like I, 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 I'm just a heavily armed clown, right. On Twitter. And all, I, I'm a professional shit poster. And if you like the idea of a striking clownish persona talking about Johan Goethe and Ludwig von Mises, then I'm your guy, right? So just go follow me on Twitter. I'm a meme creator. Um, like, like prolific memes though, quality memes, top shelf memes, like, WTF happened in 1971. Um, yeah, the, the fine vintage. You know, I, I don't go for that bottom shelf well well crap. But uh, regardless of that, uh, I'm on the cusp of transitioning into like full-time computer stack programming. I've been working on that for the last, I would say the last few years, but like really hardcore for the last six months. Uh, I'm looking to be employed soon. So if you're out there and you're, hit me up on Twitter, you know, let's talk. This dude is in motion, baby. You're 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 getting deeper and deeper into the technological space, baby. That this is going to be a freaking golden age, and I'm glad things are going well for all these dudes, and we're all on each other's shows, and everybody, it, it's it's quite a unique beast, a group of dudes out there. Best guest in the space, I bring you every freaking week. Who knows when the super spreading Bitcoin 2022 this week in Bitcoin show is going to be on next? It, it might be Wednesday, Friday. Who knows? But like, just go to Miami next year, dudes. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I usually say Shabbat Shalom now, but it's not Shabbat. It's Thursday. So, but so I'll say Shabbat Shalom tomorrow. But everybody have a great day. Whatever you're celebrating, do have a great Shabbat starting Friday night. But watch me before Shabbat starts, and I will stop 
on Benny's show, I would just cut it off when Shabbat starts here in Dallas. Uh, that's that's the way I, I roll with it. And I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. See the d- links below to all the recent shows. They've been a lot of fun. I For you guys who just value your wealth and women, there was actually a hot woman on my show. So you could just watch her and not pay attention to a word I say. I know half of you don't pay attention to a word I say anyway. So you can you know be really happy looking at a hot woman instead of looking at a beautiful freaking man here. So pound that like button, everybody. We will see you soon. Let's go to those other dudes shows on Friday. Follow these dudes and let me uh, end it right now. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. I will see you later. All right. Let me end it over.